Good afternoon and wake, welcome to Ladies Talk yeah. Podcast. Hello. Good afternoon. We are so excited for you guys to join us for our sixth episode. I Ooh. hope you guys have been enjoying every single thing that we've been doing. We yes. have enjoyed it too as yes. well. Yes. I do want to thank you guys for reaching out to all of us and letting us know that you guys are enjoying it. If you guys do have any comments or questions, please feel free to always reach out to us. We all have Facebook. We have an email address as well. You can private message us. You can post on our Ladies Talk podcast on Facebook. Krisha yes. has the email address as well. You can send us emails. Mm-hmm. You can send us an email at ladiestalk3, the number three, at gmail.com. Um, also, definitely please feel free to private message us. We're always on Facebook, on Messenger. Uh, we do a lot of our communication that way. Yes. And listen, when we talk about we want community and we want I'm you guys on. to come in here with us, we mean that. Like, we're here yes. for you. Even you, Reach even out. if you just want to, yes. you know, shoot the breeze or whatever, like, hey, we're here. If you need a community of people, we got you covered. Just yes. reach out to us. Yes, yes, yes. As you know, Ladies Talk Podcast, we like to celebrate in the good. To encourage through the bad and to be there through all, all of the ugly. ugly. Yes. Now we're coming to you today. It's a special day for us. We're coming here to talk to you guys about kids right now. We're raising Ooh. our kids. Bonnie has insight on grandkids, seeing her grandkids grow up in this time that we're growing up in. Yeah, there's a lot going on with kids. And I'm telling you, with this pandemic, I... I don't even know how some of y'all are doing it. I wouldn't necessarily say I get Mother of the Year award, but I mean, out to all mothers. I'm Ooh. telling you, I, I'm surviving, and I'm wondering how on earth the rest of y'all are doing it. Yes, <laughs> it is a struggle for real, yes. and I am thankful for my community and our village because I get to see every aspect from teenagers to see what I'm going to be preparing myself for, seeing yes. my friends go through that as well. So it's very insightful and very it's just a struggle sometimes. It's hard for yes. sure. All right, I'm going to go ahead and pray over you guys real quick as we jump into this conversation. Um, And listen, it's so cool to be a parent, I'm just telling you, and we'll get into that here in a little bit. But, man, we got to stay prayed up Mm. as parents. You got to have that uh, feeling of the Holy Ghost and of the Lord. I mean, otherwise... Just to survive. That's right. It's it's a lot raising these kids, Mm -hmm. especially this day and age. So let me pray over you. Father God, we just thank you for our listeners right now. God, we thank you, God, that you empower Mm -hmm. and strengthen them, God, as moms and dads, God. We thank you, Father God, that you give them wisdom, Lord, Mm -hmm. to teach their children, God, in the way that they should go, God, that they would be rooted and grounded in love, God. They would be rooted and established in you, God, and that whenever they grow older, God, that they would not depart from your word, God. We speak blessings and protection protection over their family, God, blessings and protection over their mind, over their kids' mind, Lord. And we just thank you, God, that you are building strong families in this season, God, that you are building strong structures in this season, God, that rely on faith, God, and rely on you. And we just thank you, Lord, for what you're doing and the testimonies to come out of us raising these world changers. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Oh, yes. Jesus' name, amen. That's right. So as you know, uh, I am a mother of two. I have a 12-year-old son named Caleb. He is in seventh grade. And then I have a fiery little girl named Charlotte. She is 10. Nope. All right, go ahead. So I asked Charlotte. She is 10. Uh, It's been a struggle. You know, I lost my children when they were about four and five, and I recently got them back. Not recently. Let's rewind that. <laughs> I got them back in 2017, and a lot of my parenting, I was parenting out of guilt. But now here we are, what, 
three, four years later, and they are teenage. They're getting to be preteens, actually, and so they are fiery. They talk back, and it's a struggle, especially raising them through this pandemic, not taking them to school, and being a teacher as well during the pandemic. That was a struggle for me as well. I had to end up getting with uh, counselors for my children. They went through a lot of mental breaks too, uh, from being isolated, from no interaction with kids, me not knowing how to teach them as well in their schooling because school has changed a lot for everybody these days too. So I know it's all a struggle for all of you guys out there. For yes. sure. You know, Lisa, um, what is the hardest part of raising your kids now? Do you parent a lot out of guilt or how do you not fall back on the guilt? How do you find a balance there? So question. right now I was parenting out of guilt for probably the first two or three years that I did have them back because I felt bad for them for leaving them and giving addiction ahead of them as well. But now that I see that and I've learned from my mistakes, I don't, I've apologized to them. I told them, look, I'm sorry that I left you. I'm yes. sorry that that took ahead of me and everything. But today I've made changes. I've been sober six years. Amen. I have faithfully been in church. I've brought you to church. I'm sowing into you as well. I'm sowing into others. So I'm making sure my walk is showing them how to grow up to be successful adults. Now, don't get me wrong. I still have days where I'm like, Lord, right. what is going on? Where do I go from here? Yeah. But I do have to remember, I prayed for these days. I prayed yes. for every struggle that I have with them. Mm -hmm. I pray for every argument that I have to get yes. onto them with. I pray for everything that we go through. Lord, guide me, help me be the parent that I'm supposed to be for them because it's not their fault that they're in, growing up in this world. I read one, something on Facebook a couple months ago that said, this is exactly the time that God prepared your kids to be here. Yes. He knew what was going to happen. That's he knew so all of the pandemic was going to be here. He knew the struggles that were coming. And this is the time that you are here to be raising your kids up. Yes. And how, how did you forgive you for not being the mother? Have you forgiven you? It took a little while for me to forgive myself, especially being the only parent that st stood up for them. I had to take all these classes. I went to classes for about two years. I had court date after court date. And before I got my kids back, I was like, Lord, why am I still fighting for them? I've done everything you've told me to do. But I knew God's timing was perfect timing. Yes. So I did have to forgive myself. Like, yes. look, I've changed. I'm not the person I was before. I was in a dark place in myself. I had to heal myself to be Amen. able to be a better parent for them. And I think going to CR, going to fellowshipping with my community, seeing other mothers struggle too and seeing that they're doing it too. And it's hard times are going to come, but God is faithful and he's going to bring us through all of that. Amen. Yeah. That is so good. Is so I, I good. think it's so um, important to realize that our self-care and, and the level of healing and growth that we put into ourselves really reflects in our parenting. That yes. is yes. true. You know, when I, um, when I first had Elijah, First off, I had postpartum depression. I didn't know anything about it, but I couldn't stand to be around him, couldn't stand to be away from him, and it was the hardest thing. So I always had people babysitting him, but when I was away from him, I couldn't wait to get back to him. It was the hardest thing. And so for a while, uh, you know, when he got a little bit older, I always found myself, like, when he would come to me or need something, I always found myself kind of snapping at him or, or you know, just because uh, I was always so frustrated but not with him. He didn't do anything. Right. But just because I wasn't taking the proper care of myself to make sure that I was healthy and that I was whole. And so <laughs> this poor kid, you know, he'd come to me and I'm like, oh, just give me a second. Like, you know, and I mean, it wasn't like 
uh, you know, it wasn't like abuse or anything like that, but it just wasn't, pa- I just wasn't patient with him. You know, I was just really quick yes. to, to just bark at him for anything. And I'm, and, and then I was thinking, man, if I was a kid, I would be so annoyed that every time I go to my parent, they're barking <laughs> at me and I can't even yeah. talk to them, you know. Said the P word, patience. Oh my <laughs> gosh. I think that's a problem with a lot of parents now. Yeah. If you see them out in public, they don't have the patience. Yeah. They're kids. Oh my gosh, they're kids. Exactly. You're teaching them how to act. If you don't have patience, right. they're not going to have patience. You haven't taught it to them. And you have to be intentional. Yes. Um, when on days that I find myself off or I find myself like mentally where I don't feel like I have it, then I find myself more intentional on those days in being really slow to communicate because I'm I'm making sure that I'm not communicating out of my frustration, but I'm communicating out of love because one of the things that those kids need from us is love. Yes. And no matter, of course, we need to give them discipline, but they need to feel like they can come to us for anything because yes. if they can't, this is such a crazy world to raise a kid in and so to have a kid that feels like they can't go to their parents then who do they turn right then who can they talk to you know and 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 mental health for children is a big issue nowadays it's almost become a trend to be full of anxiety and to be full of depression and I don't talk down to anybody who has it because I deal with anxiety and depression and all of that but it's almost like this world today has kind of um put this stigma up on a pedestal you know like you're supposed to be going through mental health issues and you know they just kind of wave it around like it's a way of life yeah exactly and it's okay for us to teach our kids you know different ways one of the things that you know I talk about this program I went through in Dallas and they had a parenting class and I went through it and it was the funniest thing because um when I think maybe my son was like around seven or something when I went and um, we used to get into these, he used to have these big old meltdowns, and I was like, I don't know how to communicate with him, so I'd be trying to go back and forth with him, and then what, what this uh, class showed me, it was like a mirror, because when he would melt down, I would engage with him, and then I realized he has that same whiny voice that I have when I'm trying to tell him <laughs> to stop, yes. and he was like mirroring me, and I didn't realize, like, we're just sitting here feeding off yes. of each other this negative emotion, and I'm not teaching him how to handle his emotions. Yes. I'm just mm-hmm. engaging with this, trying to get it to stop however I can, trying to You're get on You're melting down, too. Exactly, <laughs> and I'm, oh my gosh, it was so eye-opening to realize, oh my goodness, like, He's really getting that whiny, the, the whiny thing that I can't stand that he does. Yes. Oh, he got it from me. <laughs> oh, that's such yes. a good point because we're teaching our children. When you don't have patience with them, yeah. they're learning to either to shut not have down mm-hmm. and they're learning to not have patience. That's where the anxiety starts so because good. you got to keep it inside and you don't know what to do and you just feel like you want to bust. But yes. Mom, yes. mom won't let me because she's, she don't have patience for me. And a lot of times we tell our kids this, I don't have the patience for you right now. Mm-hmm. My God, stop speaking that over them kids. Yes. Take the time. Yeah. Because we're teaching them these things. Yeah. Like you said, it was a mirror of you. They pick up and they learn. And if we're not listening to them, they're going to turn to somebody who does, and you don't know what them people are teaching them. That's yes. right. So, that's yeah. so Charlotte, too, she is a spitting image of me. She talks back. She has a smart mouth. And... <coughs> Due to me leaving them and I was parenting out of guilt, I didn't discipline them at all. So now that they're older, it's harder for me to be able to discipline them because they're like, oh, well, we got away from it for so long. So yes. why now did we have to listen? So now I'm learning how to be the discipliner. I'm not just the good cop anymore. Mm-hmm. And thankfully, Ray came in and he's stepped up and he's actually been a very, very good 
father figure for them. And I'm so thankful for all that he's doing for us. That's good. Yes. So you, cause that's such a good point. And I know a lot of people who have parented out of guilt where yes. you yes. see them avoiding disciplining their kids because they feel bad either for their upbringing or for, for whatever the reason may be. Um, but one of the one of the biggest things that I learned is um, the best way that I can love my child is uh, to be committed in my follow through with like discipline, yes. because it you know as a child you have to realize like we are like literally shaping and molding this child, yep. and it, I'm molding you <laughs> right yes, exactly yes. in. You know, when my sons grow older, I don't want them to be little a-holes out yes, here in the world. Me you know? neither. I want them to have good upbringing. I want them to be good to their partners, good to the world out here. That's right. I want them to love God and love people. Yes, and that's my goal yes. for them. And then yes. I think, okay, well, how have I exhibited that in my home? And in yes. serving God, this is something I will say it's a big deal in the church. You see a lot of people who are all in for loving God in the church, but when they get home, there's yeah. no love mm. and there's no so unity true. and there's nothing you're doing to have a goal or, you know, anything, any direction for your family. And we just heard a sermon at church this week and that's what he talked about. Hey, listen, you got to sit down and set goals for your children. Yes. Right. What kind of children do you want to raise? That's so right. that way when issues come up, you can say, okay, we're, we got a little bit off mm -hmm. and this is our goal. So how can we come back to this right here? Right. Yes. And as you're raising them, ladies, single ladies, let me tell you, your daughters are looking at how the men in your life treat you. Come on. Yeah. And that's how they're going to let men treat them. Very true. And the same way for, the, uh, for you. How, how you let men treat you, that's how, how your daughters are going to do. Yeah. And your sons, how you let men treat you, that's how your your sons are going to treat you, how them men treat you. You're setting that example for them. Exactly. You're showing them this is not okay. Mm -hmm. This is not okay. You do not have to tolerate this and setting, teaching them how to set boundaries. Right. Yes. So now if I had known all of this stuff when I was younger, we wouldn't be having this conversation right, right. now because <laughs> I'd already have known it all. Mm -hmm. But um, I'm just glad that God teaches us. Yes. As we go along. He is a good, good oh, father. Man. He is a good father. You know, father. raising my kids was, uh, I worked a lot, and I've heard Cresha share her testimony where she feels like she raised herself. Yeah. I'm telling you, when you're older and you hear your kids say stuff, you'll be like, that's not what happened. I was there. Right, right. But it's their perception. Right. So you have to be willing to accept their side of it. Right. You know, they say there's three sides, their side, my side, and the truth. Right. You know? <laughs> God knows the truth, but it's how we see things, and sometimes it's not exactly how it was. It's just how we remember it, whether it's from, from a hurt that we're blocking apart or whether it's where we were in life, we don't remember it all right. for whatever reason. It may not, it's not the same story, so just know when you get older. Because right. there's times my kids have said something, and my mouth just dropped, and I'm like, that's not how it happened. Right. But I have to realize that's how they viewed it as happening. That's their perception. So, good. so I have to be okay with that. And to know, and I don't have to share my story. If that's how they remember it, that's how they remember it. Right. But I still have my, the way I perceive it. Absolutely. And it's okay. Yeah. You know, they're both right. right. You know, I'm not going to say, oh, you're a liar. I was there. I was just working all the time. Yeah. Because I was working all the time. So she didn't view me as there. My husband was working a workaholic, and he was in prison, you know, and he was doing his thing. And so he wasn't there all the time. So she did feel like she was raising herself. And I feel like I was there for her a lot more than she remembers. Right. But that's her perception, and I'll right. never take that away from her. Right. 
because that's turned into her testimony and it'll affect how she raises her kids. Right, absolutely. So, but absolutely. yeah. And I think it's so important that you say that because, um, you know, our kids do have a perception of us. Yes, you know, they, they do, do have their own thought life. You know, they do have their own understandings. And so um, one of the things is really important to do, like, I think sometimes like when our kids do something wrong or something like that, we feel like we have to get onto them right then and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But it's okay for your child to see you process. So, yes. you know, I had a friend call me the other day about a situation. They're blending a family. And, you know, uh, this hurtful words came out between the siblings. And um, so, you know, my suggestion to her was just, hey, it's okay to say, listen, this is this is not okay, but I don't know how to have this conversation right now. So we're going to come back and visit this once I think about this. Right. Or you can process. say, yeah, or you can let them know, hey, I'm upset right now. I'll come back and visit this conversation when I'm calm. And then we can talk about consequences. We can talk about discipline. And it's important that we teach our children how to process. Yes. And problem solve. Exactly. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Lord, you just said that word. Mm. My 12-year-old help him Jesus <laughs> I will he will, he will. <laughs> yes, I, I am just realizing and I think you know um for a long time I've kind of been absent in my kids life too just because I've been working and, and I've had so much help from my parents and you know they have their dads that they visit and all of that and so I didn't realize until really really just recently really with the pandemic the lack of problem solving skills that my son has because he is so focused on technology, yes. so stuck Ooh. on technology. My and then when he's trying to do something very <laughs> simple, he's like, can you help me? Or I don't know how to do this. And sometimes I look at him like he's joking because when I was a kid, you know, like I said, we had to do it, you know, right. nobody was there to help right. us. You know, we, we had to you learn had to, it ourselves. Exactly. Yes. And so I have to remember, okay, this is a completely different generation. And so now I am really intentional. My 12-year-old is banned off of all electronics right now because he was so addicted yes. to it. And yeah. his dad was like, that's enough because he's not even communicating with social life because he's on his electronics all yes. the time. So we've blocked him off of everything right now. All he can do is talk and text mm -hmm. on the phone. And Back in my day. Right, exactly. <laughs> Go outside and play. I'm going to lock you outside. Can't, don't come in until the street lights are on. I was around when Atari started. So, you know, we were outside all the time when we were kids. Yeah. So were we. All the time. And then raising y'all. Yep. Go outside. But why can't we be around? Because this is adult stuff. Exactly. And I do believe that adults let kids in too much in their yes. adult life nowadays. That's a good point. And you I know, am dealing with that now. There's nothing wrong with letting a kid be a kid. Go play. We're yeah. having an adult conversation. You need to be a kid right now. Let me worry about what I need to worry yes. about. Yes. And let them go play. That's not being mean. That's not ignoring your kid. Yeah. That is just letting them be hard a kid. Truth of yeah. parenting. Yeah. Yes. Yes. There's I'm too many grown-up ten-year-olds because Ooh. mama didn't want to hurt their feelings and send Tell them in the, the, kid room. Out the room. Yes. Or or because you know they want to play technology till the grown-ups gather. Yeah. And then when the grown-ups gather, they, they all want to come in the living room and sit with you. You know, well, you what? know what? You can break that by having a Bible study. I bet they'll disappear like that. Right. <laughs> I'm telling you, some of these kids are so into the gossip and into Ooh. what them parents are talking about. You know, I mean, I don't see my friend's kids until we're getting into the deep conversations. Yes. And then it's like they just creep their way up in there. And they're like, ooh, I heard blah, 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 blah say this. Yes. And you're like, excuse me. <laughs> this yes. is not your conversation. Go somewhere. And yes. they do. They put in their little two cents on the conversation. Yes. And for me, I'm always like, 
I, because I was raised like that, like children and adults, there's a time and a place for, you know, children to be yes, around. And, yes. and so when I'm with my friends or something like that and we're having an adult conversation and kids come in the room, I usually stop talking because I'm like, this isn't stuff for them to I hear be, yeah. because they just soak all of this stuff That's up. Fun. You know, it is crazy how much they just kind of like little little lightning bugs to light yeah. or something. You yes. know, they just, here I am. <laughs> and we're so, I want to hurt your feelings, you know. Yeah. You know what? They got to learn. Yeah, gotta sometimes learn. your feelings are going to get yes, hurt. Yes, that's part of life. And you're not being mean by telling them to go play. You're being a parent. You're separating the age difference. I'm a parent. We're doing parent talking, grown-up stuff, and the kid stuff is over there. There's nothing wrong with that. That's right. And, I mean, I'm an old-school parent. I don't believe, you know, that... And this might step on some people's toes, but I am not the one that, you know, agrees like everybody's a winner when we do sports and all of that right. stuff. You know, right. I feel like, no, shouldn't everybody get a participation right. trophy? You, you lost it. and they won and they <laughs> need the trophy, you know. But it's just it teaches these certain ideals of life and it yes. teaches them how to face actual life. And right. I feel like Tell now. Them life is fair and life's not fair. It isn't. That's right. It throws crazy stuff at you. And if we're just sitting there trying to protect them the whole time, when they go out there, they're going to be bombarded yes. by craziness, yes. you know. If you're teaching them everybody's a winner, what if they're sitting in school handing out awards and you and somebody gets the award and everybody else sitting there waiting for their award? Mm-hmm. Well, because I'm a winner, too, and I did that, too. Mm-hmm. But there, no, yeah. I mean, you know, life is not fair. Right, you want to show them that hard work and dedication <laughs> yes. does pay off in yes. the long run, not just, oh, well, this person has a 4.0, but this one that didn't come to school all the time still gets a certificate for participation, but right. they didn't do all the work. Right, yes. So Absolutely. We are teaching our kids some important stuff Yeah. in this day and time. Yeah, and I would just encourage you guys, you know, wherever you're at on your parenting journey, um, man, find you some parenting friends. I yes. have I have two go-to people, and it is mm. my brother and my sister-in-law. And I always, I mean, I will add people to group chats with them and be like, hey, here's their situation with their kids. She does. I do. I do. You can ask them. Now, they've had people. parenting classes and different kinds of classes, so. They have. They and, had. And, <laughs> but stuff. they are so, to me, they have the most well-represented model, I feel like, of how to, to raise their kids. And now I'm not saying they do it perfect. They'll tell right. you they don't do it perfect. But. Um, they have great solutions. They have great ideas that are outside of the box yes. of, of what you would normally think. You know, I feel like I am very, uh, um, like unknowledgeable in my parenting. I'm just kind of flying out the seat of my pants and hoping that it, it's going to work. You it's going to land somewhere. <laughs> sure. And so, uh, anytime I can't think of like a punishment or I can't think of, man, how can I get through you know, I'm always, like, texting my brother or texting my sister-in-law, like, hey, so this is a situation, so what are your ideas? And so yes. I'm telling you, get you some people like that because yes. it's important. And then you realize so many, there's so many perspectives out there. And there's some really well, uh, like, really good information that your yes. friends might have that can help you in your parenting yes. and make things easier for yes, you. That's right. Like, you don't have to do it on your own, even if I'm a single mom, but I don't have to do it on my own. No, your village, village is very important whenever very you're raising important. kids. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. To tag I'm, them in, like, okay, look, I can't go anymore. Can they please come over because I'm about to pull my hair out? And then right. they step in, and they're like, listen, they give their perspective. They even sew into my kids as they well. Do. Like, hey, do you see what you're doing right here? Like, why would you do that? And they, them being a different outside view, 
actually helps my kids more like oh, okay well i was doing that then and they see their side of the story as well that's right yeah one thing i always teach if i'm around uh kids and i this is one thing my brother taught me but um if i see like a kid and we're talking and they're coming up like mom 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 and they're like interrupting adult conversations and all of that so i'll teach their kids because that's why i taught mine you know if you walk in and i'm talking to somebody you don't interrupt that conversation. Yes. What you can do is put your hand on my shoulder and I will put my hand on your hand and acknowledge that I hear you. I know so that you're here, but I will I will address you when I'm done talking. Yeah. And so I've taught a lot of my uh, friends' kids that because I can't stand when they come in there like, mama, 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 hey, hey, hey. And I'm like, look, that is so disrespectful, yes. you know. Yeah. But there's healthy ways to teach them, right. listen, you don't be disrespectful yes. you know there's ways to uh to approach different situations now let me ask you because you have kids that go to different dads mm -hmm. and then they come back how hard is that My in dad. in teaching them and and trying to uh set boundaries and discipline them but for them to know the difference because i know elijah's old enough to know the difference and sure. you're, as you're teaching him but junior He's just now terrible twos and really starting to show it. Ooh, yes, Kreisha started all over again. Yes, she did. Don't do it. I'm telling you, if you want another baby, don't do it. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, so it is really hard. When you live in, like, a multi-parent family, um, it's super hard because every it's like every time they go and come back, you have to recondition them, and it takes like a week just to get them readjusted back to yes. life, and then, you know, there they go again. And so, um, but I will say, like, the number one thing that is just, that I always try to do is just be consistent with yes. my children the moment that they walk back through the door. Now, I do have grace in that I understand that when they come back, they're going to be a lot more emotionally unstable yeah. because... I don't feel like they have that way of expression or communication yes. in their other families that they do with me. You know, they're very yes. themselves with me. They can talk to me. And I don't feel like they have that where they're at. You or they even know how to process all of the emotions <laughs> from coming back from mom's house to dad's house or grandma's house yes. to mom's house, especially because it is consistent over here. The rules are set here and everything like that. Exactly. Yes. And like my oldest, when he goes to his dad's, you know, I don't know what his deal is. He loves his dad, but he just don't want to tell him anything. He He's always want to like disappoint him or he doesn't want to take that chance. Yeah. It might not be what his dad is okay with. Yeah, he's always like, Mom, can you tell my dad? Mom, can you tell my dad? I'm like, boy, I don't even talk to your dad. Like, go have yeah. a conversation with him. And I'm always encouraging him to be open with him. But that's just you know he's a young man and he don't he just that communication because his dad's a quiet person so it's just never been expressed that hey you can tell me anything that's right. just the way his dad communicates now his dad is a safe place he could tell him anything right but you know i'm a lot more vocal about telling him hey i'm here what's going on what do you need you know and my two-year-old now my two-year-old is the one that i had with uh, a domestic violence with this situation so you know his dad is very like emotionally unstable um you know my son is safe around him but um i will say that you know as chaotic as my ex is you know it resembles when my son comes back because he's just like you know like no hold bar <laughs> like yeah. just act in any type of way and so right now as he's going through terrible twos i mean he is wanting to fight and scream and not listen and so 
I'm having to be a lot more disciplined than I want to be, but I have to be. And I mean, in now I will say this, um, and I got this from my brother, not the one I talked to about parenting, but one of my other brothers. And he said, love without discipline. No, I'm sorry. Let me try that. Discipline without love is abuse, but love without discipline is abuse. There is a wow. balance. Yeah. You have got that's to so administer both love and discipline. Yes. And that is exactly what I'm, I'm doing with my two-year-old, um, giving him all the love in the world because I understand he has some extra hurdles because of who his dad is and yes. because, yes. you know, we believe in generational curses and yeah, all yes. of that stuff. And so there's some things I am praying to be broken off of his life just from, you know, the situation from the time he was in my womb, he's been in a chaotic, yes. you know, chaotic environments. And so now that we're a lot more stable, you know, I just present that to him like, hey, when you come here, this is what you can get. You can get safety, you can get love, but you know that there are boundaries and you know that, you know, you're going to be taken care of here. Yes. So, yes. And if you think about it, like whenever I was a child and my mom would discipline me, I thought she was the worst parent in the world. Mm -hmm. But now that I am older and I'm raising my own kids... I know that discipline is a huge factor because if I don't discipline them now, who's going to discipline them when they are adults? They're just going to follow into what the environment they are in. If they're out there in the streets or if they're out there with friends that are not following God and everything, then they're going to go down that road. So I'm making sure that I'm healing so I can be the better parent for them as yeah. well and showing them whenever life gets hard, go to God. God will give exactly. us patience god will give us a sound mind yes. and he'll lead us to where we need to go amen exactly. you know the saying um that's gonna hurt me more than it hurts you mm -hmm. is true and kids are like it because i did it too yeah I, right you're hurting me and you ain't hurting you're enjoying it no parents are torn up I about finally it finally get you it know? i finally and understand. then when you grow up and have kids you understand yeah. yes. you understand the heart is not a physical heart mm -hmm. <laughs> so um, I've, I heard that, you know, and uh, I have four kids, eight grandkids, and a great grandbaby on the way. <coughs> so I've heard it a couple of times, but now that my kids are older, they see as they go through it with their kids that this is going to hurt me more than it's going to hurt you. Mm -hmm. So that's very yes, true. Yes, absolutely. So, what would you guys say? Okay, so we're trying to raise our children in a uh, non-Christian world, I'll just say that, in a very modern, you know, anti-Christ type of world. So um, what would you guys suggest to people? Like, how do you teach your kids how to love people where they're at, but still be those children who love God and who, you know, put him at the foundation? Okay, so what I mean is like, okay, if you are trying to raise your children to be good people, to love the Lord. And the world outside of your household does not even believe in God. And they don't have Christian standards. They don't really even have moral standards. You know, how do you teach your children how to love people in the world, mm -hmm. but not to be conformed to the world? And I say that because, you know, there are children out here now who are, who are coming out as gay and who you know, who don't live according to uh, any type of, like, biblical, because it's the world that has been presented to them. And right. so they have accepted it as that's who they are, and, you know, and all of these things are okay. So, you know, I often have the conversation with my son. You know, he 
is always, there's always a friend around him who, you know, uh, one of his little uh, female friends, like two years ago, you know, she was gay. And so the conversation came up a lot. And, you know, my recommendation to him was always, listen, you love God and you love people Mm -hmm. because that's who God is, you know. But it's hard sometimes to teach them, you know, how to, um, how to love people and not judge the way that we've judged so harshly as a church. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I'm just wondering, what do you guys do, or what would you suggest to people? How do you teach kids? Well, the Bible says to be doers of the words. So right. First That's of exactly all, what I was going to say, the so way good. you act, yes, is what your kids are going to see. Ooh, you better come on here now. So yes, ma'am. You're going to live as God tells us in the Bible because you are a believer. Yes. And they're going to see by what you're doing. Yes. They're going to see things that they don't see in the world. Yes. And I can give you the example, and my kids are grown now, but it's still just uh, miracle after miracle through the pandemic. People say it was, oh, it was just such a terrible year. And I'm sorry for those people, but I'm telling you, it was my most blessed year. Amen. Because we didn't have an income. My husband wasn't working. He was broke. Um, I was making, we had $97 a week. We did have income. Mm -hmm. Unemployment uh, before the government kicked in. Time after time, my rent was paid. I had groceries. People come by and said, hey, I don't know why, but here's some money. Mm -hmm. God provided because I asked him to, and I believed him to do it. And even as my grown kids seen that, they're like, oh, wow, look at God, you know. So they saw that something was going on that, why did this person bring you money? They didn't know your situation, but they brought you that money because that's God. That's God. So you're going to show them how to act, and they're going to see what God's doing in your life by the way you're acting. Yes, yes. which goes to show that that saying, do as I say, not, not as, as I, I do, do yes. is not a good way to parent. Right. So that's, that's, it's that not. In there. It's not. <laughs> and we've all used it. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm sure. Yes, sure. Yes, yes. absolutely. Because you don't want to be held accountable yes. by your ch- children. And, you, and you're going to teach them grace. You're going to give them grace for what they believe, mm-hmm. and you're going to love them where they at. You don't. You can't go at them and beat it in their head, yeah. Because that's just going to put a resistance up. Sure. Yes. You have to love them right where they're at, yes. and have the loving talks and say, "Okay, you may not believe, but I, because I believe, I would like to pray for you." Yeah. You know, you're yeah. going to put lots of prayer and time with them, mm-hmm. and prayer time with God, you yeah. and God. Yeah. You know, and talk about your children with God. Absolutely. And just watch what God's going to do They were his them. first. You got to right. watch what God will do with them, yes. Yes, I'd have to agree with Bonnie on that. Uh, ways I show my kids is the way I act towards them. I yes. know every day is a new day, and everybody can come at me sideways, and it's depending on how I react is how they're going to see what I do in that. By them seeing somebody come against me and them seeing how I follow through with that or yes. going to God with whatever situation is at hand, they're seeing me go to a higher power for them to be able to rely on too. Like, look, God brought us to this. He's, we're going to pray our way out of it. He's going to give us a solution. Go back to him. No matter what the situation is, that's where I fall back on is, God, where am I going with this? What am I doing? What am I supposed to learn from this? How do I love them even though they don't love me? Yes. So good. Yeah. I love that. Very good. Very good. I think that's great. That's great advice, and that's exactly what... Um, what we need to hear in this day and age because, you know, like I said, we need help and it's yes. okay to ask for help and it's okay to receive the help. And it's okay not to be perfect. And for your yes. kids to see that you're not perfect. Yes. And to share that with them, you know, well, how come this happened if you believe in God? Because, and then sit down and have that conversation with them, mm-hmm. you know, of what's going on and why it's 
the way it is. And right. I want to show them life is hard, but yes. I want to show them what I'm doing to prevail yes. and conquer what is hard in my life right now. I want yes. them to show them, oh, this is happening. The pandemic's here. Okay, well, let's focus on God. Let's see where exactly where we need to go, what we can do to handle the situation. Let's see the three point of views, this perspective, where we went wrong, what we can do to fix it, That's and good. go from there. Yes, yes. Parenting is hard. If there was only books that they would write about this. <laughs> hey, they have the Bible. Yes, they that is the, the living word. Yes, that's the book for me. That's right. And there's scriptures that we can teach our children, too. Yeah. Um, and even parents can use them in learning. Uh, Matthew 19, 14 says, Jesus said, Let the little children come to me, and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. Do not hinder them. Ooh. We have to bring our children. Let, yes. We have to uh, help get our children, mm-hmm. teach them, so they'll come to God on their own. We can't get them there, but teach them so they will come to God. And First Timothy four twelve says, "Don't let anyone look down on you because you are young, but set an example for the believers in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity." So, yeah, so in everything example. you're doing as a yes. believer, know that other people are watching you, but you're young, and so don't look down on the young. Right. Set the example so they'll know how to act. They'll These know are our what's future. right. Yeah. Yes. And one more, Proverbs 1, 8, and 9 says, Listen, my son, to your father's instructions, and do not forsake your mother's teaching. They are a garland to grace your head and a chain to adorn your neck. They have to know this stuff. Mm-hmm. They have to know. I'm being a parent because God tells me to be a parent like this. Mm-hmm. You know, And it's a special thing. Yeah. It's not because I want to be mean. But I'm teaching you how God tells me to teach you. And show them them scriptures. Teach them them scriptures. They don't have to believe in God for you to show them the scriptures. Mm -hmm. They don't have to believe in God. Show them because that's where the belief is going to start coming from. They're going to see it. They're going to make the connection. And God is going to do the work. They're going to come to him and he's going to work in them. Absolutely. And I like to uh, pray with my kids. I like to, uh, whenever we were looking for a new house, we prayed together like Lord, open up the doors for us to have a new house. Lord, open up the door to do this. Open up the door to do this. And then whenever the prayer does get answered, I show him, like, look, God was faithful. We continued to pray for him, and we continued to do what we were supposed to do, and he was faithful to us, showing him those little bitty things that God is answering, no matter how big or how small or how much it takes, knowing that God's timing is perfect timing. I remember going to a church with Caleb, and it was a big uh, Easter festival, and he they had a contest for shoes for Air Force Ones, and he was the one, winner of it. There's probably like 100 kids in the, the contest, and he won, and I was like, did you pray about it? He's like, I did. I was like, God, it'd be pretty cool if I won those shoes, and then he won them. I was like, see, God answers prayers fast <laughs> like that, but he also makes us wait, so you have to remember what you're praying for. Do you really want it, or do you need it? Right, amen. So good, amen. so good. I love that. And I love that you mentioned the scripture about, uh, you know, not looking down on the youth. Yes. When I was a teenager, I, I mean, I, I had a unique opportunity, but I mean, I traveled the world and mm-hmm. I traveled the world with a bunch of other teenagers and we were kids that grew up in the hood. We were rough around the edges, but you know what? I feel like we made a huge impact in the world. Yes. We made a huge impact in the places that we went Amen. in the churches that we visited on the streets that we ministered in. And we were young, but we were out there telling people about Jesus, and, and it was so awesome. Even now, you get to see the, the fruits of what you sowed yes, into. Yes. You see the kids that you went and preached to and prophesied to. You guys see them coming back grown-ups and having their own kids, yes, right? Absolutely, yes. yeah. And, you know, I still get, you know, 
um, I, I'm friends with a lot of the people that, you know, we kind of grew up with on Facebook. And, you know, I do, I've, I've seen them where they've stepped away from God, but then where they've come back because yeah. that scripture was, you know, they were taught the scripture. They were taught, yes. you know, the, the way of Christ and they were taught, you know, how to go to his word and how to get in his presence. And so even when life is crazy and even when they take a path off to the side, you know, it's like once you experience Christ and once you're around him, if you leave that place, there's always going to be that knowledge in the back of your yes, head yes. of where you're supposed oh, to be, amen, of amen. where you know, where, man, where can I find my peace? And mm-hmm. if you've experienced it, you know, I know I'm not doing right. I know I'm not where, I hear that all the time, I know I'm not supposed to be where, where I am. I'm, I know I'm not supposed to be, or I'm not where I'm supposed to be with God. You know, I hear that a lot. And so, but the thing is, if you've experienced Christ and you step off of the off of you know living for him you know and so if you have that word rooted and grounded in you that's what happened with me because I spent so many much of my teenage years serving Christ and and in ministry when I ran from God after my best friend died and I was just out living crazy in the world I mean God just snatched me back up and he was like no you don't like you better come back over here and I'll share that story another time because it's a powerful one but um that's just how he is. And when, when we teach our kids to be rooted and grounded in yes. him, then that is when we see the difference. And we can trust that as they grow up, they're going to make mistakes. They're going to yes. fall. They're going to maybe even go wayward in a way that you're like, oh, I don't agree, God. But you pray for them and yes. you trust that the seeds that you sowed into them, yes. that they're going to reap a harvest yes. and they're going to reap good fruit and that we're going to see that in them. So I wanted to read this scripture today for you guys, and it's um, Ephesians 3. And so um, verse 14, it says, For this reason I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derive its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Listen, in order for us to teach our children love and to love our children right, we have to be rooted and established in God's love. And as we're rooted and established in his love, then we can pour out of that into our kids. We cannot give out of an empty bucket, and we cannot give them what we do not have. So we must first come to Christ and be children ourselves and allow him to pour into us as the father. And as he pours into us, then we can turn around and raise our children in love and in wisdom and in discipline in the way that they are going. Yes. And I want to tell you, when my kids were traveling the world, <clears throat> excuse me, they raised the money to go. I mean, God provided the way. I didn't have the money to send them. God made a way. And they went to, I mean, they went. Belize, to, Honduras, El Salvador. And I feel like at least half of the United States, yes, truly. Yes, they did. They did. And it didn't cost me anything. Why? Because they raised the money because it's what God's plan was to show them uh, the, how he can do it. So, And it was to show us, too, because I'm like, wow, I don't know how you can go. I don't have the money. Right. And they're like, well, no, we're going to raise the money to go. I'm like, well, if you raise the money, you can go. And they did every time, every time. Every time. 
And I'm just like, look at God. If that doesn't just speak to your heart. Right. Move, God, move. (laughs) I'm telling you, we were some little hustlers. There was like 30 of us. Yeah. And it's like $2,000 a person. I mean, we did everything from breaking yards to sitting in front of Walmarts to doing car washes to, you know, selling Sonic cards, you know, everything you could think of. And it taught us so much hard work, but it also taught us about God's faithfulness because yes. no matter what, yes. he always met the need. Yes. He always met the need. He always responds yes. to you when you act. And I just felt like at, as a young person to know that when I got older, that's why I always tell people, you know, I am not a rich person and I definitely, you know, have like need to work on my finances, but I've never worried about money because when I was younger, I was taught to work hard and that if you put in the work, that God will do the rest. Yes. And I've always yeah. believed that. I've yes. always believed that he'll yes. provide as long as I do the work. So. Yes, amen. And then you're instilling that into them as they grow older. Yeah. I know um, my youngest son has a, a nonprofit organization. And I, Shout out to Rescue Generation. Yes. <laughs> uh, look him up. Look, follow his story and his testimony. He does it for a living now, raises money, and he reaches out to kids and teaches yes. youth, troubled youth, uh, youth that don't, don't have anywhere to go when they graduate or, or maybe they're having trouble graduating. Anyway, just check him out on Rescue Generation or IRAG. Jose Rodriguez. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, but that's, that would never have come about if it didn't start when he was young, learning how to raise yes. money and... And, uh, you know, his testimony, he wasn't always gung-ho for God. He was in it for the pizza and the girls and, and whatever he could get. <laughs> and he sold a church van before. I'm just going to throw that out there. <laughs> and, I mean, he's got quite a story. You know, all my kids do. Uh, it's not my story to tell, but uh, check him out and just look at God's faithfulness to him. And uh, my kids all amaze me. God is so good. And uh, it was because my mom was a praying mom. It wasn't because That's I right. lived in, for God all them years. Yes. I was on the fence a lot, yes. a lot, yes. but they knew there was a God and they knew they should go to church. Um, it was a do what I say and not what I do kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, now we're getting it right years later yeah. and trying to teach my grandkids the right way. Yeah. Praise God. But praise God my kids came out of it good. <laughs> that was God, all God. Yes. Now I have a verse for you. It is Joel 2:28. After that, I will pour out my spirit upon everyone. Your sons and your daughter will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. And your young men will see visions. So that is a good nugget right there to me. Yeah. I mean, God can use them. It doesn't matter what age. God can use them. It says your young men will prophesy. When them children open their mouth, I'm telling you, listen. Because what they have to say, I mean, it's powerful. And yeah. God, God can use them in any situation. Amen. Amen. For sure. So, you guys, we're so grateful that you guys joined us on this episode. We hope you enjoyed it. Um, yes. If you haven't already, please go like our page, Ladies Talk Podcast. Um, if you have any stories, um, any prayer requests, go ahead and send them in to us. We're, we will be doing, in two weeks, we'll be doing our next prayer session where we're going to pray over you guys. Yes. We'd like to hear your testimonies, what has God done, answered your prayers. 
We would like to hear yes, all of that. Your struggles, your praises. Yes. We are here for you. Yes. Good, bad, and ugly. That's right. Absolutely. And here in the next few weeks, we're going to start having on some guests. So we're working Ooh, on that. I'm yes. excited for you guys to hear some of the people that we get to encounter and do life with every day. I'm really grateful. We ha- really, really are blessed to know some of the most amazing people that God has just completely transformed their life and so just stay tuned for that but we love you guys uh bless you guys thank you for joining us like our page share our page invite people let them hear what God's doing in our lives as well that's right no God is always faithful yes Yes. he is all the time that's right amen Amen. okay we love you guys God bless you guys thank you ladies talk podcast Woo.